spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. I am quoting from an analysis authored by my next guest, which frames a fascinating issue. Listen to this. Former President Trump and his political allies continue to push baseless allegations of widespread fraud in the 2020 presidential election more than a year after Joe Biden's inauguration. Largely in response to those allegations... Republican state legislatures around the country have enacted dozens of laws intended to tighten identification requirements, limit access to absentee voting, reduce the time period for early in-person voting, and limit the use of drop boxes for absentee voting. Democrats have responded to these new laws by proposing legislation in Congress to override these laws but have failed to pass new voting rights laws due to unified Republican opposition and the unwillingness of two Democratic senators to modify the filibuster rule in that chamber. So here's the issue. An important question raised by both these new laws and Democratic efforts to override them is just how effective such voter suppression laws would be in reducing voter turnout among Democratic-leading voter groups. Enter my next guest who has looked at this issue. Alan Abramowitz is the Alban Barkley Professor of Political Science at Emory University and a senior columnist with Sabato's Crystal Ball. His latest book is called The Great Alignment, Race, Party Transformation, and the Rise of Donald Trump. It was released in 2018 by Yale University Press And this is Professor Abramowitz. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, By the way, thank you for taking a look at this issue, because so many of us, I think, have just walked around with the assumption, well, of course, these measures will suppress the vote. Well, I'm very glad to be with you, Michael. And uh, yes, that's true. I I think that there's a very widespread assumption that um, given the fact that the, the intention here clearly is to try to suppress the vote among uh, Democratic-leaning voting groups, that that would, in fact, be the result. Uh, but what the evidence shows is that uh, those sorts of efforts to suppress the vote are unlikely to be successful. If, if that clearly is the intention, I'm, I'm assuming there are a number of Republicans in state legislatures that are going to be pretty bummed if they ever get around to reading your analysis. There's no question that that's the intention. Um, I mean, I think it's clear that uh, that all, all these laws were actually uh, passed in response to the claims made by the former president that there was widespread fraud in, in the 2020 election and that 
there need to be efforts to you know tighten tighten the rules and regulations, crack down on uh, especially absentee voting, which in in the mind of Donald Trump and, and many of his allies uh, was uh, what primarily led to widespread voter fraud. Of course, there's, there's no actual evidence that there was any significant voter fraud in the 2020 election, either through absentee voting or, or by any other means. So what was your approach? How were you able to assess what will be the impact? Well, basically, uh, what we know is that the turnout uh, and the party uh, share of the vote in the presidential election are uh, highly consistent over time. So if, if we know how well a party did and if we know what the level of turnout was in a, in a state in the 2016 presidential election, we can you know, predict with a pretty high degree of accuracy uh, what we're likely to see in, in the 2020 election in terms of both turnout and, and especially party vote share. And so when we, once we control for what the turnout was in 2016, what the breakdown of the vote was by party in 2016, uh, and we predict, you know, we look at what we would expect, and then we can see what the results were, the actual results compared with the, what we would expect, and, and whether, in fact, uh, turnout was higher or lower than we would expect in a given state, depending on the particular voting rules it followed, uh, or whether the Republicans or Democrats uh, outperformed expectations in 2020 based on what we saw in 2016. You know, we can gauge what, what the real impact of these sorts of uh, changes in, in, in rules and regulations really were. But, Professor, isn't it still too soon to tell because weren't many of the laws passed since 2020 and therefore we don't know what they'll do in 22 or 24? Well, that's that's true. Uh, but what we can say is that many of these laws are similar uh, to changes, for example, cracking down on on uh, or making it more difficult uh, to uh, for people to vote by absentee ballot. Um, there was wide variation in 2020 among the states in the uh, absentee voting rules. So you had states where you still had to have a what's called a valid excuse for absentee voting. There's still a number of states like that. Uh, other states that did not require an excuse but did not uh, do anything further to encourage absentee voting. Then there were states that actually mailed an absentee ballot application to voters. And finally, there were 10 states that actually mailed ballots to voters. Uh, and we can look at the variation in turnout based on those rules uh, across the states, again, uh, compared to what we would expect given the 2016 turnout. And, you know, so that we can sort of project what we would expect in 2022 or 2024 based on the effects of these sorts of rules and regulations in 2020. And when we look at that, we see that, in fact, um, the effects were pretty small. In, in general, turnout was way up in 2020. We had the highest turnout in a presidential election in over 100 years in 2020, just as we had the highest turnout in a midterm election in 2018. So these were very high turnout elections, and that reflected a high degree of voter interest and, and mainly, I think, a, a strong motivation on the part of both Republicans and Democrats to sort of prevent the other party from winning. Uh, there was a sense on both sides that a victory by the other side would, would be absolutely disastrous. And so people were highly motivated to turn out and vote. Um, but the variations in rules did not really have much effect. Um, sending ballots to voters, that's the one thing that does seem to increase turnout modestly. Um, in the states that actually directly mailed ballots to voters, the 10 states that did that, we did see a, a larger increase in turnout 
than, than in other states, uh, particularly when that was combined with the use of drop boxes. So those things have small effect on turnout, but that was only a small fraction of the increase in turnout. So but the biggest, yeah, take, go ahead. I'm sorry, the, Please. the biggest takeaway to me is that none of that had any effect at all on the vote share of the candidates. So the, no matter what the rules were regarding absentee voting, and no matter how what percentage of the electorate voted by absentee ballot or early, it had no effect on Joe Biden versus Donald Trump's vote share. Um, so there's, there's absolutely no evidence here that the, these rules affected the outcome of the election. In other words, you're saying that these, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you're saying that these measures apply to the candidates equally? That's right. So in other words, what we're seeing here is that even though we know that Biden voters were much more likely to vote by absentee ballot, in the states that made it easy to vote by absentee ballot, and where in fact a lot more voters in general did vote by absentee ballot, Biden didn't do any better than you would expect, regardless, you know, based on how well the Hillary Clinton did in 2016. And so um, it, it appears that, you know, if you, even in states where it was difficult to vote by absentee ballot, where you had to have an excuse, Biden did just as well as you would expect based on his 2016 performance. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. 
That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. In the end, I think what you're saying is that interest in the election and whether people are going to turn out for an election is, uh, you didn't use the word passion, but it's it's more passion driven than a function of drop boxes, right. early access to ballots, the hours of the polling place. People are going to get there right. if they're interested. That's right. Um, the number of days, for example, allowing early in-person voting actually, um, has, it does seem to have, if anything, a small negative impact on turnout. Uh, states that allowed early in-person voting. Um, and there's some evidence from other studies that show the same thing, that when you have early in-person voting, it seems to dilute some of the, the get-out-the-vote efforts because you know, parties and candidates can't target Election Day anymore. And, and so it, it may be that that actually reduces turnout a bit, but it doesn't seem to make any difference in terms of the ultimate outcome of the election. People are going to get to the polls if they want to get to the polls. And and that's driven primarily by the intensity of their feelings about the about the election. So Henry Olson wrote about your research Mm -hmm. for The Washington Post. I took a look at the comments and here was the number one commented upon observation. Someone who said, Mm -hmm. quote, So what you're trying to lead us to believe is that requiring people to stand in line for hours to cast a vote does not affect turnout. Obviously, you believe that the average intelligence of your readers is about that of a Fox viewer because only people in that demographic are dumb enough to believe such a stupid lie. Of course, you support people that believe insurrection is a, quote, legitimate political discourse. So we all know what you think of democracy. I think that's directed more at Henry Olson than it is at you. But respond to a critic who might say, wow, this this sounds very uh, forgiving of the Republican efforts. Well, that's not the intention here at all. I think I tried to make it very clear in my article that these efforts were, in fact, very likely intended to suppress voter turnout, that the motivation behind these efforts was, in fact, the big lie of Donald Trump that the election was stolen. Um, So I make that all very clear. I also, in the conclusion, point out that these sorts of efforts could backfire because when you tell people we don't want you to vote, when you make it clear to certain groups in the electorate, particularly African-American voters, you know, we really would rather that you don't vote. We're going to make it harder for you to vote. They don't just sit back and accept that. Um, It makes people angry. It makes them more motivated to vote. It also is probably going to increase the efforts of various uh, voter mobilization uh, uh, groups or groups that try to uh, increase registration and turnout to actually, you know, redouble their efforts. So, I would also say, by the way, that my article, the research said nothing about how long people had to wait in lines. I mean, that's something we did not have data about. We do know in general that that, that the percentage of people who had to wait in long lines uh, was very small, at least on, on Election Day. That just didn't happen very often. Professor, what about the pandemic? Might the pandemic have skewed the 2020 data because people were afraid to go out and vote? Well, the pandemic definitely altered the way people voted. Um, and the, the reason a lot of states made absentee voting m- much easier and, and encouraged uh, absentee voting um, was you know, to make it safer for people to vote. Uh, and 
so we, we did see a, a big increase in the percentage of the vote that was cast before Election Day, particularly by absentee or mail ballot. That that was way up in, in 2020. I mean, it's likely to, to be it may it may not be as high in, in 2022 or 24. Um, but what my research suggests is that 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 in itself is not likely to affect either the turnout or the results. So I get the premise, and you've made it abundantly clear what you think, that the laws were passed with an intent to suppress the vote, but that they will be unsuccessful in that regard. Um, A final question. Which of these measures that you address, whether it's limit the access to absentee voting, reduce the time period for early in-voting, tighten identification requirements, et cetera, et cetera, which, if any of them, do you think poses the most risk of suppressing the vote? Which is the most perilous among those that you looked at, if any? Well, I, I think the uh, ability to mail ballots directly to voters clearly does increase turnout. So, so I think that's something that's troubling, even though it may not affect ultimately the outcome. What, what I say in the article and what really what, what I believe is that by far the most troubling thing that's been done uh, is not in any of these voter suppression measures. It measures it's, it's the, the changes that are being made to the rate, the uh, governance of elections, um, the ability of, of uh, partisan actors, including state legislatures, to intervene in elections, to choose slates of electors uh, or, or to um, change the makeup of, of local election boards. That's the sort of thing that I, I think is very worrisome. In other words, it's the counting of the vote, not the casting of the vote that has Professor Alan Abramowitz most concern. Absolutely. Got it. Hey, that was excellent. Thank you so much for your willingness to come on and and discuss your work. I really appreciate it. Sure. I really enjoyed being with you. Okay. Alan Abramowitz is the Alban W. Barkley Professor of Political Science at Emory University, a senior columnist with Sabato's Crystal Ball. His latest book is called The Great Alignment, Race, Party Transformation, and the Rise of Donald Trump, available since 2018 from Yale University Press. The Henry Olson coverage that I referenced from The Washington Post, which put this on my radar screen. Democrats, it begins this way. Democrats have been caterwauling, 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 caterwauling about Republican back changes to state voting laws, often characterizing them as an assault on democracy. A new analysis by a respected political scientist shows how specious those claims really are. The analysis written by Emory professor Alan Abramowitz of Sabat- for Sabato's Crystal Ball at the University of Virginia examined key elements of voting laws that GOP state legislatures have targeted, such as early in-person voting, the use of drop boxes for mail ballots and voter ID requirements. His, his study attempted to see if differences between states with respect to those items, among others, had a measurable effect on turnout or President Biden's margins in those states. If Democratic complaints were grounded, in fact, states with stricter voter laws would have either lower levels of turnout, less support for Democratic candidates, or both. But Abramowitz's study found that four of the measures tested, increasing early in-person voting, requiring voter IDs at the poll, sending people absentee ballot applications without their prior request, and requiring an excuse to be able to vote by mail had no statistically significant effect on turnout. Two other measures tested sending everyone a ballot in the mail and the use of drop boxes to collect mail ballots had some effect on turnout, but no more than a couple of points. Instead, interest in the election 
was the real driver. Trust your own ears, not mine. But he said something about if people want to go vote, they're going to go vote. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. 